1: And as always, celebrate.
2: And welcome to Light Years. We are recording this. 11:30 30 a.m friday after the best nba game of the season uh, you know the result didn't go the warriors way andy but it, it, that was that was a game i don't know what else to
1: say. i they just keep giving us the best game of the season one after the other the warriors you know you got phoenix utah memphis now la it i wasn't there was a lot of frustrated people out there sam last night but uh i don't know i it felt like that was what the NBA, like that's what the NBA is about, right? Like that's right. what that's what sports is about.
2: I agree with you. Um, so there's two ways you can take it. I, I feel like I'm not, I'm I'm a little disappointed for the Warriors that they lost, sure. but like ultimately, they're undermanned. No Clay Thompson, eight man rotation. Uh, it would have been nice for them to win this one because I think Phoenix would have been a better matchup, but. Sure. This is a defending champions. They got more talent. Um, I hate doing moral victories, but on some level, that's <laughs> what, what it is. I, I feel like the bigger story was Steph versus LeBron. How much yes. that mattered again?
1: I, I think that that's what it is. Like t- to me, that it's not about the win or the loss. It was more to me about like it was so cool watching those guys play. Um, uh, Marcus were on this today, and you and I have talked about it in the last few podcasts. Steph. You know, when he started out, he was the underdog, right? Like, LeBron was was top of the world. He's really been that way for a long time. Steph came up, you know, lost in the playoffs and then won a championship and then became a huge favorite over LeBron the next few years. Um, and then now it's the other way around. Now Steph is the guy who's the, who's the underdog and, and really like played a game that they should have won last night. Steph was the best player on the floor, honestly, by far. It was, it was yeah, incredible it to watch. It wasn't close. It wasn't close, real. right? Yeah. We're gonna
2: get into some Anthony Davis stuff later. But really like, cool stuff. LeBron looked LeBron looked um, limited. Uh, dare we say I her? also think the Warriors, I also think the Warriors had a great defensive game plan on them. Yes. yes. And anyway, the Lakers also had a great defensive game plan. It just didn't matter versus Steph for the most part. Steph, what do you go? 12 for 23, 37 points. Um, over length, over doubles, over triples. I mean, he was he was amazing. That late. It makes that last play a little more frustrating, to be honest, because to me, that was like a miscommunication with the timeout. And then once they got stuffed with the half court with two seconds left, I'm like, the odds are going to be able to get anything going in two seconds is just so limited.
1: Well, so I read that Steve tried to call a timeout. Um, Also, I don't mind if he doesn't call a timeout there. That play was the OKC play all over again. From 2015, but I think he
2: was trying to call. If you if you rewatch it, Steph obviously Steph wants to take the shot in transition,
1: right? Right, which is a good play. Objective.
2: He slowed up before he got to half court because they had three bodies waiting for him. That's when I think Steve was trying to call the timeout, and they didn't give it to him for four. So he could have. Let's put it this way: he could have (laughs) got a timeout at six or seven seconds, and instead it it was at two. And I think that. You never know. You never know. They they could have got a clean shot off and missed it anyway, but like two seconds versus set defense versus six is kind of a big deal because with six, you could have thrown it into the backcourt. I,
1: I also think the set defense would have been tough to, sc- like they would have tripled right. Steph. Like the, the reason that, roll up the court didn't work against a a non-set defense was because even in an onset defense is what all defenses do in the NBA now is just throw three at Steph no matter what. Like that OKC game was so long ago that teams didn't know. Like they just weren't ready for that yet. Now teams are like, we don't care if you're in the area, you're going right at Steph no matter what. So, yeah, I I don't and the and the refs like, I don't know, like, did you feel like that was part of the story, too? it just, it felt like sometimes you just don't get felt that like call. A, Maybe they felt it, like you know? a playoff game, my man. <laughs> yeah, like like I, game. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with them not
2: giving a call yeah. there. Like Steph was trying to push off Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was holding him. It would have been a little weak. You could have called a foul there, but it would have been a little weak. I don't like the rest deciding games in yeah. any direction.
1: I'm with, you. Honest with, you. I'm with so, you.
2: But anyway, let's get back to the main thing here, which is Steph versus Braun. And it's, It's a story of the NBA. I mean, I think Marcus wrote, and we've said it on this podcast, you know, the new bird magic. I do think there's some truth in that, where they're just always intertwined. They're not the (laughs) same player, but they have like a similar mentality. They're both kind of team-first guys in terms of the way they play, even though Steph's a psychopathic scorer, and LeBron's really just an oversized point guard, if you're honest.
1: Control freak. Um,
2: yeah, there's, there's still, they're wired the same way, and it's, it was just fun to see them play in a game with high intensity like that because it's been three years since we've seen. It. It's it been three years since 2018, the last time they met in the playoffs.
1: Yep. um We need a, it, after the game. It just felt we need to see this for the next three years at least. I, I don't care, Sam. I, I don't care. And when don't give me the the same same team stuff. We need to see these guys play each other for ne- at least the next two three years. Um, In any scenario, this was a play-in game. This was a play where the loser, like Warriors more, we're going to get to this later. They're most likely going to beat Memphis and they're going to be in the playoffs. So this wasn't even a game seven. Yeah. 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 Right. Like we think you and I, like everybody thinks that they're going to win, but it's like in terms of the, um, in terms of what actually mattered uh, last night, there wasn't much. Like there wasn't much where I guess if they you win, you play the weaker backer. Yeah. They some both stuff. would have rather
2: played Phoenix, but for me, it felt more about bragging rights than, yes.
1: than yes. anything.
2: Like LeBron yes. didn't want to lose that game. He hits that shot. Um, I mean, it was a great Steph shot. <laughs> definitely didn't want to lose that game. I mean, the way Steph was playing was psychopathic. Draymond. Oh my God. We're going to get to Draymond a little later. It's been a while since I've seen him play defense at that level against that caliber of an opponent. And it was amazing. You can go on down the line. Even, like, the Lakers, they came out soft. They came out kind of disengaged. They adjusted. They came with, like, legitimate intensity for the second half. I think it mattered. I I, I thought it was a great game. sucks for the Warriors, but, like, I keep going back to this, man. Everything's kind of gravy for the Warriors this season. They're playing with house money. What matters is building upon this into next season for me. You know, that doesn't mean I didn't. I didn't, you know, I'm happy that they lost last night. No, when, when they lost, I, you know, I, I, I made the same noise. Everyone else is like, ah, it sucks. But it's like, I feel like they've already accomplished their goal for this
1: season. I, I disagree with that a little bit, um, but to, to, and, I, and I'll get to why. I think to go back a little bit, I, I think the game itself, the stakes didn't matter that much, right. but as us, as fans, everybody that I was watching and I can't wait Sam. to, to see the ratings on, on last night's game either out already but it it mattered so much the whole world was watching right the whole right. world was watching that game um so that was really cool uh so i hope we see that forever i just i think i, I agree with parts of what you're saying the one i disagree with is just it, i just hate to see that this team fighting for an eight seed when we see that they should be better than that right and i think you're gonna you're gonna even without with that play even without clay. I think yeah. coming in this season, it just you watch them playing, you're like, yeah, maybe they stumbled on some of the stuff, like kind of wiseman getting hurt, Uber getting hurt, some of the stuff. But you're like, damn, they should like Lakers should not be a seven seed, they should be a one seed. The Warriors should probably be a five seed at least or four I'd, seed. I'd, I'd agree with you there. But I, yeah. I I
2: guess I guess I mean in the context of competing for a title.
1: I'm short term, um, so I'm I'm and, hurt. And, and, I, it, it disappoints yeah, me. That's why it disappoints so that's me. In the totally, that's totally that's
2: yeah. totally fair. And like my criticisms, I guess probably more of a front office one where it's yeah. like, Yep, yep. Clay went down. They didn't even try to put a roster around stuff to compete going forward. They're just kind of like, let's see what we have. What I do like is they've they have at least three players, in my opinion, who I did not know would be players for this team. And now I feel confident having a role next year. And that's Jordan Poole. Juan Toscano Anderson and Andrew Wiggins. All three of those dudes were question marks for me at the beginning of the season. I mean, to be honest, JTA was an afterthought, right? Right. Right. We Um, didn't mention him. Cool. Questionable. How, what kind of NBA player he could be. And Wiggins, I mean, he's been an enigma his whole career up until this year. Right. Uh, We, we knew Steph and Draymond, like, we just wanted to see them stay healthy. Same with Looney, to be honest too. Like, you know what Looney can do if he's healthy. It was good. Now we know the Warriors have at least found three players who can help them for next year. And so let's talk about those guys last night because I feel like they've really grown up over the last month and a half.
1: Start with Jordan Poole. Okay, I was going to say who we want to start with Jordan put a wide open three to uh, to tie that game and, and missed it. But uh, I, you know, can't be mad at that. I thought the experience is amazing. He looks like he is his quickness and blow by on Anthony Davis on that wasn't it? It was either AD LeBron, or or LeBron, it was where incredible. he kind of
2: missed the dunk, but he, he had it. He had a beat. Well, yeah.
1: There was that one, but he had another another layup. But either way, he he was awesome in a game that you've honestly. I look at that game. I'm like, well, Jordan was probably going like two for nine, right? Like it's gonna get ugly. He's gonna have some terrible turnovers, but that wasn't the case. Um, he looks like he can be, and I'm glad he closed. Um, I know we weren't, most people weren't happy with JTA not closing, but I thought the pool closing part that was, was excellent.
2: I think that was Kerr's trade off. He goes, if I'm going with a <laughs> small backcourt, I'm putting yeah. Looney in there. It, he didn't want because he. He doesn't trust Pool on defense, for, for obvious reasons. That's fair. He wanted, so he wanted Looney in there to help out with the rebounding, with some of the other stuff. Yeah. If he'd have gone with, if he'd have gone with uh, JTA, he probably would have wanted Bays more at shooting guard. But he couldn't. He had to have. He had to have uh, Poole in there.
1: I, I agree. I, I get the trade I I, I, get I agree. I almost I almost would say like who. Who cares? But I don't I don't know. I that's one of those things we can argue all day. That's not what we're talking about here, though, right? We're talking about Jordan Poole as a as a true rotational player for next season. You would say he's good enough to because going into this offseason, my first thought was all right, can you get a um a backup initiator, right? We've always talked about your Ronnie stucky types, Jamal, uh Crawford types. I right, that's Jordan Poole. And Jordan Poole also has higher upside than those guys because he's such, I mean. Fingers crossed it looks like he's going to be an excellent shooter. So I think next season he's probably going to be starting the second unit with Clay Thompson, which I think is a pretty sweet thing to think about um, coming off the bench.
2: Yeah, and I, I really don't want to relegate him to being just a six-man, but in the short term, that's going to be <laughs> where he finds his minutes. Uh, I think the biggest thing I liked about last night is I like his cockiness. I know Draymond Green loves his cockiness, even though the Michigan-Michigan State thing, Jordan Poole's not afraid. I liked him getting a tech for talking trash to Anthony Davis. He's, you know, he's going to learn. He needs to get better as a player. Uh, mainly defensively would be my bigger criticism for him. I actually don't have a problem with his decision-making and um, his offense. Like he, I'm willing to live with a couple of those decisions he makes. It's I just want him to get better on defense, but I like the fact that like LeBron, Anthony Davis, unafraid, talks trash to them.
1: Uh, that that is a, that is a hell of a point. Now, one more thing I think I want to mention is w- when we've when Steph, Clay, and Draymond were uh, were becoming stars, uh, they were known to have like elite superstar work ethic. Everybody like Tom Brady, LeBron James, all these guys have elite work ethic. And I'm not saying that Jordan Poole is going to be a superstar, Sam, but you hear of this guy's work ethic behind the scenes. And uh, it's it's like sec- it's second to none, right? There's nobody that works harder than this guy, which if you said the same thing about, I don't know, Jordan Bell or sure. some of these guys that have walked through the, the Warriors with a lot of talent, those guys would be pretty damn good. So I wasn't high on him coming into the season because we watched last season and just there was some flashes, but I mean, you can't build on that. Yeah,
2: one every fifth game,
1: yeah. But with the with the work that he's done, it looks like the dude is going to be at least a really good sixth man in the NBA. So, with what, upside, twenty-one to years more. old, with yeah, upside with upside, upside. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, he's this is worth noting. I'm not saying he'll ever be as good as CJ McCollum, but he's better at age twenty-one than CJ was at twenty-one. CJ wasn't playing in the NBA at twenty-one. I was going
1: to say, where was CJ at twenty-one?
2: Uh, he, he was playing a rookie a... who couldn't get a minute off a bench, or who was a <laughs> senior in college, one or the other. Yeah, that's incredible. It, it, development's incredible. not linear, but sometimes we forget Jordan Poole not only was a two-year college player, he was like a young two-year college player, you know? So all of that kind of makes you a little optimistic about him. Now let's, let's get to um, the other players. I don't know, this almost feels like an off-season pod, so we don't need to do that too much now. Wiggins. Wiggins was um, – You know what? I said it on locker room last night. Um, I think he's ready for for adult basketball. I think he's ready for these moments. He had no problem guarding LeBron James. Um, His offense is, you know, it ebbed and flowed as you'd expect. But in general, I don't think he looked out of place at at a game of this level, and that's a big thing for me. Like you can, I feel confident now saying, Wiggins, you guard the other team's best player. Like he's one of those dudes.
1: He kind of vanished offensively in the second half, yeah. but 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 so that's the first thing I, I think of because that's a lot, what a lot of people talked about. But Sam, like, what do you expect the guy to do? Score thirty points against the best defense in the NBA, right? Like not, that's cool. Yeah, was that yeah, was not, that our expectations? No, no, right? no, no. So I the, his block and his block uh, on LeBron was, was fantastic. It reminded me a little bit of Clay Thompson because. Like Wiggins has that kind of frame where he's long. He doesn't look strong, but he is. Uh, he's, a little, strong. he's a
2: little wiry, uh, and yep. generally everyone looks wiry next to LeBron. <laughs> he's huge. That, is, but, that is true. I yeah, mean, but yeah, you're right. I, like he's he's not like the thickest uh, guy.
1: Like, it's not Andre Godala, right? Andre sure, Godala was sure. the perfect, like, long, just super strong. But he's more in that clay type. And and if you want to go in the, the prototype, it's like KD, who's the who's the long and skinny but super strong kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's most important. He also looks like he's – I don't – like, I've always been a little bit worried where you're like, oh, is he going to be scared when it comes to crunch time? But it didn't look like that was the case um, last night either. So, I you can say, you know, maybe there's an off-season pod vibe, but I think this bodes well for this this postseason because
2: – I do too. I yeah, I guess, right? I guess you're right. Let me, let me uh, take it post-season. back. They do need to beat the Grizzlies on mm-hmm. Friday. And, and we're better. Gonna do, we're going to talk about the Grizzlies later in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they do beat them, I think they have a shot to make some noise against Utah. Utah's a good team. The point is the experience is very valuable. We're learning things about players. We're learning who we want to be on the warriors when clay thompson comes back and maybe they figure some stuff out in the, in the free agency market and who we don't and wiggins and pool they're guys you probably want to keep on this team next year or at the very least if they're involved in the trade you better be getting back something special you're not just dumping them for the sake of
1: dumping now now that wiggins and Minnesota pick Wiseman for Siakam hypothetical, I think is absolutely out the window. Not that maybe we would have done it anyway, but that's not even like no way, no chance, right? Like, no, it's it's just you need a huge upgrade, not a marginal upgrade.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know that I'm giving away a lottery pick plus Wiggins for Siakam. And I love Siakam. I might still do Wiggins for Siakam straight up, straight up. Like, that's kind of, or maybe you throw in a protected first or something like, you know, something like that. But it's like, the idea of like putting the poo-poo platter of like wiseman in your wolves pick, I'm gonna need a little better than that. Because at this point I think Siakam's better than Wiggins, but I'm not convinced he's giving away two top tier assets better right, at all. Right. Like we're we're talking I need I need a guy who's closer to a superstar for that type of package. Yeah,
1: Agreed. Um and um, I think one more point. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh I think one more point where we get to JTA here is uh, these guys have have the mentality to, mentality to play in those playoff games. Um, we saw Quinn Cook just absolutely shit shit the bed every single time he played. Um, we saw the the players go down the line, right? And I don't mean to pick yeah, on McKinney, like, like Quinn like, Cook McKinney, yeah. like just not ready to play. Now this isn't a finals game, but Tim, this is as close as you're gonna get to a freaking game seven. This is LeBron. This is Steph. This is Staples Center. This is national TV. This is a, like this is not. Like Sam, what do you think is more pressure packed? The game two against Utah than this game against the Lakers, right? Like if you are playing no, on the court. You got
2: a good point. You got a good point. You know? Yeah, it's,
1: These guys are ready.
2: I agree. Um, JTA. The thing that's beautiful about JTA is you don't even have to think twice about it. Cause every <laughs> team needs guys like him in the rotation where you're like, all right, he's not going to really score a lot, but he might hit an open shot, but he's going to defend. He's going to get some steals. He's going to make the right play. Like, JT and he's locked up for nothing. Like, what are you going to trade JTA for that? Better than than Juan Toscano Anderson? Nothing. So, but the fact that they found a guy through the G League who can turn into a guy who you can confidently have in your ten man rotation, they deserve some credit for that. Even if he did live at their facility and go to their camps for twenty years, <laughs> um, they do deserve. Oh, some credit. yes, for
1: that. yes, you're right. Um. I okay. watched Alex Caruso last night, and 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 yeah. I think JTA is kind of that guy for the
2: same type for the of Warriors. Thing. The
1: same type you of know, guy.
2: It's like I know yep. non Laker fans think the Caruso things like worthy of an eye roll, and it is because they kind of talk him up a little too much. But like objectively, right. he's a good player. You can play him. He would be nice in the Warrior rotation. You know, it would be yeah. nice to have him yeah. off the bench instead of the fifty games of Wanamaker we we watch. <laughs> you know, just right. like for example, so. But that, no, thats its, like, that's, it's about get, finding a guy like that here or there in the margins. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say that's that's scouting, that's scouting, and that's development. So we chalked that up as a win for the Warriors uh, organization. We'll, we'll chalk that up as a dub. All right, let's get to some preview stuff.
2: I actually I want to talk one more one thing more. on the Laker game, mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. we can get to this. So Draymond Green, oh, I, feel like of, I feel like it was the tale of, I feel like it was the tail of two Draymonds. Hear me out on this one. Draymond is the reason. They were in that game, and he was also the reason they didn't win the game. Um, and I don't know if that's fair, but let's put it this way. I think Draymond pretty much owned Anthony Davis for most of the game. Anthony Davis didn't get loose until they chained. They basically were trying to get Draymond off of Anthony Davis. The whole once they, they tried to post him early, that didn't work. And then later they got Anthony Davis off ball, getting him on some switches on JTA or on pool or other guys. He wasn't really giving he wasn't getting anything versus Draymond. He made a couple tough shots against Draymond, but overall Draymond took him out of that game when Draymond was on him. In my opinion, Draymond he's not going to win it, but he has a case for defensive player of the year this season. And maybe he should win it to be honest, right? <sighs> he was he was he was brilliant. He was he he backed up his statement on the best d- defender, you know?
1: Uh, Steph, you could say, is the MVP of the season because he's just amazing all the time, and he had an amazing last few months. Draymond Green, I think, was truly not good in the beginning of the season, but you put him in a one-game situation. I'm with you. That is the best defensive player that I've seen in my basketball-reviewing career, so that's, what, mm-hmm. like 15 years or so? I like, I'm actually watching it. In
2: the last 10 to 15 years, he's yep. probably the best all-around defender.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, you know, prime Timmy, but I was too young. To really like appreciate Prime, KG, Prime Timmy, Prime
2: KG essentially was what Draymond was doing. So yeah, <laughs> that's
1: true. That is true. But um, so I'm with you. I, but I agree with you because my take was similar to your take on the reason why they lost. Not all of it, but you remember the 2019 series against Toronto, where he yeah. was all over the floor, but he was all over floor also in bad ways. He would turn the ball over. He um would make kind of like some some defensive mistakes not as much uh more than he would a little night. gambling
2: a little, a little too much gambling for you like and
1: it. last yeah. night and that's exactly what happened last night where he was forcing passes because he was what over for five from the field over eight from the few and he was just forcing passes turning the ball over and then he had this weird play where he tried to dunk on lebron i was like what what was that he had no chance right like what, what Where was the kick out that he always does so i think Amazing defensively, but on offense, you kind of saw the limits where I was like, dude, the guy had some really, really bad turnovers. And then the moving screen where you can say whether it was or it wasn't, but hey, it's still a moving screen, and that was with two minutes left to go. So some of that stuff you were watching, you're just like, I don't know. Great defense, but man. For me, it's really the scoring because I think the Warriors
2: caught the Lakers by surprise, and at halftime, the Lakers turned up their def- their intensity on defense. And what they really did was they played Draymond for the past. Draymond had six turnovers in the third quarter, and that's when the Lakers made their run. And to me, a lot of that's because they knew he didn't want to shoot the ball. They knew he didn't want to shoot the ball because he's smart enough to know me shooting over Anthony Davis is not a good basketball play. But long-term, he has to figure out a way to score in those environments. I'm sure we all know the stat. The Warriors are 20 and five when Draymond scores eight or more points. The only thing that matters about that stat is when Draymond is aggressive and, you know, taking the shots that he should take, the Warriors are a better offensive team. And they desperately needed that. They needed that last night against a higher caliber team. They could probably get away with this type of Draymond versus. Memphis, maybe Memphis. Yeah, Memphis, Memphis is a tough defensive. Actually, team. Actually, not but... even. Yeah, actually, yeah. not even Memphis. Yeah, but... they, they can get away with it versus an average team in the NBA. Maybe against the Spurs, maybe against uh, the Hornets, stuff like that. Although they did lose to both those games because he couldn't score. So maybe that's a, those are <laughs> bad examples. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, that was a, that was during the stretch of the season where you were frustrated with his play. But anyway, yep. my point yep. is, he is such a conundrum because. You want that defense on the floor because, like, you just can't replace it. Like Pascal Siakam is an excellent defender; he's probably two tiers below Draymond defensively, right? Like, you just you can't replace. You know, he
1: goes for thirty-five against Pascal Siakam last night. Exactly. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: Right. And, yeah. and and you know, Draymond is just so effective defensively, but at the same time. They need to do. They need to put so much offense around him to hide the fact he can't score.
1: Yeah, um, just two points. Like I know against the best defense in the league, it's going to be hard, especially when you're or not. They really have offensive like three
2: seven footers on the floor at times. Right, that's you know? tough. Right, his finishing, yeah.
1: which is already isn't great, it's tough. But you've gotta. I- that that three that he had at the what was at the end of the third um he had a wide open three where you know the classic Steph gets tripled that thing went so, so hard off the backboard or, or off the and rim he, I, I, I need think him i to hit, it. I
2: need him to hit those those catches yeah that one like, was like please
1: right yeah. yeah yeah um if he
2: could just I mean well we've always said this if he could just hit shots like a who's not a particularly good shooter but like can hit a few here or there everything would change
1: how about jta like jta yeah. is, is good for a couple threes and he's good for a couple big threes a game at this point and he's not scared of shooting them. his shot actually looks like decent right like it's a good looking shot mm-hmm. um i you know we've talked about this at nauseum i i don't know what you do with that um i don't know what you do with that if you have wiseman um better solution is if clay comes back right so there's that that clay, helps. But... clay
2: will help but clay won't solve it by himself
1: nothing will solve it Draymond has to solve it it's like Draymond you yeah. have to solve it you just you can't be that piss poor on offense but I don't know I
2: what do you think do? you can probably get away with this if you have clay plus the fifth guy in the five-man lineup so let's just say the center but maybe a pound, you know depending if that guy is also a shooting threat like if Wiseman pool, becomes
1: pool yeah, sure or Wiseman if, sure or yeah. if
2: Wiseman if that three-point shot becomes real then Wiseman is an offensive piece. And all of a sudden Draymond is the only guy on the floor who can't shoot the ball. And then you're not too worried about it, you know, but I think we're a little bit away from Wiseman ever being that player, especially with the meniscus and, um, you know, we'll see what they can do in free agency, I guess.
1: Real sports fans love fantasy sports, but unfortunately most fantasy sports platforms don't show that same love back favoring the sharks and professionals over the casual fans. Super Draft
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: is here to change that narrative with their new single game featured champion mode contest. Focus on drafting the players you know from the games that matter to you with no salary cap considerations when determining your lineup. Superdraft believes that the players, not the pros, deserve to win money and they have the highest player win percentage in DFS to prove it. Sign up with Superdraft today, start playing and win big. New players can use the code StephBetter upon sign up and receive a $25 instant match on your first deposit. Also don't miss out on their free to play sportsbook available in all 50 states to win prizes from a VIP stay at a Caesars Hotel property to a PlayStation 5. Superdraft is available on both iOS and Android devices Promo code Steph better.
2: Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-pot with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to Roman.com slash light years now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A US licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash light years. And complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LightYears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash LightYears. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. All right, let's get to the grids. Dude, I don't know why we went kind of off-season-y, but I, I don't know. The, the Laker game, it just felt like a great time to talk about some of these players and how we felt. So, All right, Grizzlies on Friday. Um, it's wild, because I feel like we just watched them play a quote-unquote play-in game against the Grizzlies a week ago, right? And I don't know how much the Grizzlies can really adjust. Like, I, my first thought is, are the Grizzlies going to do anything different? Do they even have the ability? Like what the only-
1: can they do different? Yeah, what can they do different?
2: I guess they can play. Um, they can play. No, they they don't really even have too much shooting off the bench that they didn't play. Like they only play John Conchar, you know, like get something like that in the rotation. <laughs> Who the um, fuck. Like that's my point. Like I guess they could play Desmond Bain a little more, but I think he played he played twenty nine minutes against the Warriors the first time. I mean they they've been desperate to generate shooting in any way they can. They went six for twenty five when they played the Warriors on Sunday they'll probably shoot better than that because no one shoots 24% every game. But like
1: Fitz will let us know. Fitz will let us know.
2: It's, it's not a good shooting team. I mean, they're going to dare John Morant to hit shots again. He went one for he'll six. Hit, for he'll three, hit a couple.
1: True. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Yeah,
2: But I, I just don't, you know, it's John Morant going to go five for eight from three. I mean, probably not, you know,
1: I, well, um, here's, even if he does, I think it's not enough because uh, you remember last game that the Warriors had about four days of rest and people are like, oh, they're, they're going to have to. They only have one day of rest. They only have one day of rest after this. If they make I'm like, Dad, that's a good thing. Like it, it, these guys aren't dying out there. Like is not playing through a freaking MCL or something. It's fine if they have a day of rest. Last time they had so many days of rest. They came out was down like 15 to four in three minutes. Um, and then they had to claw back from that. That that was what was what made that game frustrating and and really honestly closer than it should have been. And that was with Steph shooting pretty poorly uh, for most of that game. He had some big shots. I think most of it was just on volume. And he had some big shots at the end, but he didn't shoot a great game last night. He did, and I think you're gonna get a better shooting game from Steph next time. So you, you can say the Memphis is gonna shoot better, but to me, it's like, well, Steph is gonna play a lot better than he did last time. He's not. He's not rusty like he was. I last do
2: game. also think. Um, so now their matchups fresh in their mind. Who do you think that benefits more? I would say that benefits Stefan Draymond more because they're the more veteran players. They're the higher IQ players. They're the two smartest players between the two teams. Not that hard to get there. Memphis is really young. Everyone else in the Warriors is relatively young. Older veteran players who are smart are more likely to pick up on things like I felt like Steph figured some stuff out versus the Grizzlies halfway through that game. Yes, he did. He should be able to take that going forward. He knows how Dylan Brooks is going to guard him now. Steph's one of those guys who it can sometimes be annoying how long it takes him to feel out a guy, but he loves to feel guys out before he gets it going. Um, Draymond now, you know, he just saw John Morant. He just saw Jaron Jackson. He just saw Jonas, all these guys. He's going to know their tendencies even better than he knew them beforehand. I think all of this plays into the Warriors' advantage. Um, And I think we can now feel confident in Wiggins' pool, some of these ancillary pieces the Warriors have. Like, I'm not afraid of Wiggins being, let's just say, scared against them. You know? Like, I had this fear, like, I don't know if I trust Wiggins in a big game. At this point, I at least trust he's going to defend and do what he does, which is, you know, he'll score a couple off cuts. He'll hit a couple of shots. he will take a couple mid range shots that Andy doesn't like, and you know, everything will be good.
1: Yeah. 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 That's uh classic wigs. Um, I'm with you. I, I can't disagree with any of that. I think one of the, I guess one problem is it's just one game. So you never know, but you watch some of these games and uh, Steph is playing 40 minutes and you're just sitting there and you're like, yeah, it could be one game. But if Steph's playing 40 minutes of that one game, you really don't, you don't have much time you you need to play so good to uh to to have that to have that win under your bus especially if you're the grizzlies and and i think when you're watching the warriors against the lakers you're like all right the lakers are probably pretty big favorites the 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 the, uh, right. the warriors need to play one great game to beat them and they played a pretty damn good game and still couldn't win that's how it kind of feels like with the with the warriors and grizzlies like i would assume the grizzlies are going to play a much better game tomorrow i just don't think it matters but we'll see i just i just don't think I don't think Steph played very good last game, which is crazy. At forty-seven, Sam, forty-seven, and I just I don't know if he played a, an an amazing, amazing game. thirty-six so shots,
2: career high. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. yeah, Steph sixteen for thirty-eight. It's not. It's just not something <laughs> you're used not, to. It's, no, Steph. it's just it's Russell not, Westbrook
1: type of number. That's a
2: that's a it's a Kobe Bryant line. Is what it is. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I'll right. Um, we'll go with Kobe. Yeah, Russ is Russ is like twelve for thirty-six.
1: Um, <laughs> and an L and an L. Kobe wins. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. Better comp, better comp.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it. It'll be interesting also because it's going to be at Chase. And I thought Chase had a pretty good atmosphere for that Sunday day game. I would bet Friday's game is a better atmosphere. One thing I've always – I always feel like daytime games are slow starting for the Barry, because we're just not used to, like, playing basketball at noon out here. You know, you want that, like, 6, 7 p.m. start where people have a couple drinks, they're coming at the right time. A little rowdy in there even if it is only four thousand fans, which I think is what it's gonna be. Um you want a little more of that noise in there.
1: Six o'clock start tomorrow too. No, that, that'll that be uh that'll be good six o'clock, right? If I'm not You're mistaken. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So no it'll it'll be a good one. And and it's good, it's good for um again, it's good for the it's good for the league. It's good for basketball that we're gonna see do or die. I think maybe one final thing uh that I have is uh it's been what two years since we had the uh Sam, did you feel a little anxiety last night when you are watching that game, the little, little yeah, end it of the game? it where just, just you know? good
2: to feel those yeah. stakes. Like, I, I mean, yep. Steph's yep. been on an all-time run. And I'll talk about this in the offseason. As great as this is, like, they better not enter next season with a roster that Steph has to average 35 for them to win, you know? Yep. But, like, for as enjoyable as it has been to watch Steph go on an all-time run, it's still there's another level of just like anxiety and enjoyment when you see them play in these playoff type games and between the injury year last year and the pandemic it's been two years since we've had this kind of basketball and it's great to have that
1: yeah we need more of it we need more of it so we need that we need uh utah coming up so we will be back friday night for locker room i believe I believe so. We will do something
2: after the Grizzlies game, a little preview for Utah in some capacity. Appreciate Subscribe. Great five stars. Thanks, guys.